especially here, His Holiness Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj, especially on a day like Rajasthan. Maharaj is so full of so many wonderful pastimes of Radha Krishna. And this way, as Kalamukanda Maharaj was saying, that Radharani is never separated from Krishna, although apparently it appears that she is separated from Krishna. Similarly, we also know Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj is never separated from Vrindavan. <laughs> <laughs> and Maharaj <clears throat> comes up with so many wonderful glorification of Vrindavan through his books, through his videos, and of course through his wonderful narrations. Shrimati Radharani is Krishna's eternal consort. This eternal consort is the manifestation of Krishna's pleasure potency. As Krishna expands, his pleasure potency expands. When Krishna becomes Vasudev, Radharani becomes Sattva. When Krishna becomes Ramchandra, Radharani becomes Sita. When Krishna becomes Narayan, then Radharani becomes Lakshmi. This is how. As Krishna expands himself, his pleasure potency also continues to expand. And here we have to remember that this Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of God. Krishna is not an incarnation. Generally those who delve into the, Ved the Vedic literatures, general understanding is that Krishna uh, originally is, it's the Vishnu who is the original Supreme Personality Narayan who is the Supreme Personality And the incarnations are the expansions of Kshirodakshaya Vishnu. The material nature manifests through Mahavishnu or Karanadoksha in Vishnu, then through his breathing the universes are generated and then he enters into each universe as Garbhadoksha in Vishnu and then in each universe and in as the super soul of all the living entities is Shiradoksha in Vishnu and the incarnations are expansions of Shiradoksha Generally, after Krishna revealed his pastimes, the understanding was that Krishna is an incarnation of Shiradokshayamisha. Although in the Vedic scriptures it has been very clearly pointed out that Krishna is not an incarnation, Krishna is the source of all incarnations. Ete Chamsha Kalapunsha, Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam. Although after describing 
various incarnations in Srimad Bhagavatam it has been pointed out that Krishna is the origin of all incarnations. Krishna is not an avatar, but Krishna is, a, is an avatari. But still, this understanding was not clear. But in order to make us understand about the specialty of his Braja Leela, Krishna himself decided to come as Sri Jatishta Bihari Krishna Kore Antardhan Antardhan Kori Mane Kore Chirokal Mahi Kori Prema Bhukti Dhan Bhukti Muna Prema Bina Jagate Mahi So after revealing his pastimes, Krishna considered that I revealed my Brajalila. But how will anyone ever understand this Brajavila? How will anyone ever enter into this Brajavila? Therefore, Krishna considered to come as a devotee and appearing as a devotee, Krishna revealed the secret, the mystery of Brajavila, which actually means the loving exchange between Radha Therefore, Vasudev Ghosh, one of the associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, wrote, Jodi Gauro Nakhuito, that is, had Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu not have come, Tabeki Bhuito, then what would have happened? Kamone Dhoritam Dehe, how would I have maintained my body and soul? Premo Rosho Shima, Radharu Mohima, the glory of Srimati Radharani, which is the height, which is the highest extent of loving relationship, Jagote Janantuki, who would have revealed it to this world. Had Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu not have come, then who would have revealed the glory of Radharani's love for Krishna and Krishna's love for why? Because Krishna in Vrindavan, who is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, he doesn't play, he doesn't act like the Supreme Personality of Godhead. To the residents of Vrindavan, Krishna is not the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Vrindavan, Krishna is a cowherd boy. It's not that they do not know that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. But due to the influence or due to the arrangement of Jogamaya, they forget that Krishna is the Supreme Personality. It's a kind of forgetfulness out of love. Due to the intense love for Krishna, they forget that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. Not that they do not know that He is God, but due to their love, it doesn't matter. Just like if the son becomes a very important person, if the son becomes a president of the country, it's not that the mother doesn't know that the son is the state president, but to the mother, it doesn't matter that he is a state president. Because of her love for him, her feeling towards him is that you are my son. That is what really matters. You may be a state president, but that's not. 
Similarly, the residents of Vrindavan feel the same way about Krishna. You may be the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but so what? <laughs> what really matters is that you are our object of love. You are our dear most object of love and without loving you, we can't exist, we can't stay. All that matters to us is that you are an object of our love. And, and that is how they deal with Krishna. Like the friends deal with Krishna as a friend. You may be the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but that doesn't matter. And therefore, they sometimes wrestle with Krishna, like the young boys in a village would do. And in the wrestling bout, there is a condition that the loser will have to carry the winner on his back. So sometimes in the wrestling bout, Krishna loses. And the friend demands, now Krishna, you have to carry me on your back. Krishna says, no, I didn't lose. There was a banana peel and I slipped on it and he jumped on me and he claimed that you won. The friend said, Krishna, that's not true. Where is the banana peel? There is no banana peel. After such a lot of struggle, I defeated you and you are saying that you didn't hear, I didn't defeat you and you are carrying me. Saying that, that friend forces his way back onto, forces his way onto Krishna's back. Now mind you, to force one's way onto Krishna's back, what one has to, what, what he had to do? He had to put his foot on Krishna's body. Now which devotee will ever dare to go onto the altar? Do things like that. So that's why for a devotee it is not possible to deal with Krishna the way the residents of Vrindavan deal with. And it is due to their intense love for Krishna that they are able to deal with him in that And <clears throat> that is the arrangement of Jogu. So this is how the friends deal with Krishna as if they are friends, as if Krishna is their friend. Krishna's father, mother and senior members deal with Krishna as if he is a little, little boy. And he is their subordinate and he, they treat him like a subordinate. And the gopis deal with Krishna as if he is their paramour. He is their lover. And the, the principal consideration of Vrindavan, the principal loving relationship with, of Krishna, the, between the residents of Vrindavan and Krishna is that of conjugal love. Like the loving relationship between a lover and beloved. Not even the loving relationship between husband and wife. Because the husband the wife relationship uh, has a social approval. But this relationship didn't care for the social approval. That is called Parokya Rasha. Jayo Jayo Jalo Rasha Sharbo Rasha Shar Parokya Bhabe Jaha Prajitya 
all glory, all glory to the loving relationship, which is the most brilliant and most exalted loving relationship, which is manifest in Vrindavan as this parokya love. Parokya love, that is loving relationship between unmarried unmarried man and woman. Now apparently it is an uh, it is apparently it's an immoral relationship. Hmm. But here we have that's why this relationship between the residents, between the gopis of Vrindavan with Krishna was kept as a secret. But it has been revealed that is the highest loving relationship. And there cannot be anything immoral about that. Sometimes we heard, some people say, some, sometimes some moral, so-called moralist came to Srila Prabhupada and he was saying that it was immoral, the relationship that Krishna had with the gopis of so Prabhupada tried to explain to him that, look, Krishna is the supreme proprietor. He, he owns everything. He owns everybody. Therefore, Krishna's relationship with anybody, there is no consideration of immorality. Because when a proprietor enjoys something, there is nothing wrong in that. But this is just Krishna's pastimes. In order to derive this highest loving exchange, Krishna is having this kind of dealing with the residents of Vrindavan. The other day, Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj and I were giving a class together in Indonesia, and Maharaj made a very nice point quoting Srila Vishnu Chakravarti. That Shrima Krishna proposed to Radharani, let's get married. <laughs> Then rather than said no. <laughs> because if we get married, then everything will become boring. <laughs> it will become monotonous. You will say, I love you. I say, I love you. I love you even more. <laughs> So that's why Krishna creates this arrangement, this loving exchange. The loving exchange becomes exciting when there is obstacles. Rupa Goswami therefore pointed out, the movement of love is like that of a serpent. Ahi Rebo Gati Ahi means a snake. And Gati means movement, Premna of love. The movement of love is like that of a snake's movement. How does the snake move? Does the snake move in straight line? The snake moves like this. And what makes the movement like that? Obstacle. The boy wants to meet the girl. The girl come out, can't come out of the house. The guardian will say, no, don't go out. So there is an obstacle. So what does she do? She finds an excuse to avoid that obstacle. I have a coaching class. <laughs> the teacher has invited us. 
to have a special class. So I am going. So this excuse is avoiding the obstacles. So that is what makes the movement of love, a loving exchange, so exciting. And that's why this relationship, as Kadamukana Maharaj mentioned, that apparently Radharani is married to Abhimanyu. But who is Abhimanyu? Abhimanyu is an expansion of Krishna. Abhimanyu is Krishna's shadow. So, she is not really married to anyone else. She is married to Krishna himself. There are other considerations also in that respect. Like, do you remember? For one year, Krishna became all the cowherd boys. When Brahma stole the cowherd boys, then what did Krishna do? Krishna expanded himself into all those cowherd And Brahma gave those Actually, it took Brahma just one moment of Brahma to keep the boys in the cave and turn around. But Brahma's one moment, one second is our one year. So for this one year, Krishna actually was the coward boys. So that year, Krishna told Nanda Maharaj that this is a very good time for the girls to get married. <laughs> So that year, they got married to different cowherd boys. Now, who are those cowherd boys? Krishna. So, what is there? What is the room for any consideration of immorality there? But still, <coughs> this happens. Like Krishna, apparently, Radharani is married to some other person called Abhiman or Ayam. And he has, Ayan has his mother and sister. And they suspect that something is going on between Radha and Krishna. They don't like it. Because naturally, uh, their housewife, their son's wife is having an affair with somebody else. <laughs> How could they tolerate that? But they can't catch them. They have, they have almost caught them. But they can't really catch them red-handed. Like Rupa Goswami is making an example of this Radha, Krishna's coming to meet Radharani in native devotion. <clears throat> One day, Abhimanyu left home and he had to go to some place. So Abhimanyu left. Then Krishna appeared like Abhimanyu. He changed himself into Abhimanyu and came to the house. So Abhimanyu's mother, Jyotila, asked, What happened? You left and you came back so quickly. He said, Yes, mother, I was missing you so much. <laughs> so I thought I'll do this business some other time. So I'll come and spend some time mother was very happy, said, okay, go inside. So Krishna went inside to Radharani's room and they were having an exchange. In the meantime, real Abhimanyu came back. <laughs> so Jyotila asked, who are you? So he said, mother, don't you recognize me? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I recognize you very well. <laughs> so she picked up a broom <laughs> and started to beat him up. <laughs> so this is how <clears throat> Krishna would have this wonderful pastime. As in the Damagara Shakam, third shlok is describing, Iti Driksha Lila Bhir Anandu Kunde in this way, performing his pastimes, Krishna submerges his devotees in an ocean of ecstasy. Ananda Kunda, Shabhosham, Nimajan. Shabhosham means his associates, his devotees. Nimajan, he drowns them in this pool of ecstasy. Krishna enjoys, his devotees enjoy through his pastimes. So, and there is obstacle. Huh? One big obstacle is, or two big obstacles are Jyotida and Kutila. Huh? Radharani is mother-in-law and sister-in-law. Huh? So, I'm sure many of the women experience that. <laughs> the wonderful relationship they develop with the mother-in-law <laughs> and sister-in-law. <clears throat> Especially in this case, uh, like they're just waiting. Someday we caught, we'll catch Krishna red-handedly and then we'll expose him. And one day Jarkutila heard that some conversation, some speak, some, some people are speaking. And she tiptoed into next near the near Radharani's room and she found yes this is unmistakably Krishna's voice Radharani is speaking to Krishna and she then just rushed in opened the door and rushed into the room and she even saw Krishna jumping out of the window <laughs> running away and she was feeling so bad Almost caught him again. <laughs> but then she saw, in a hurry, Krishna forgot to take his flute. And the flute is lying on Radharani's bed. So she picked up the flute, now I have caught him. And she caught Radharani by one hand, the flute in another hand. She brought her to the courtyard invited everybody and started telling what, what actually happened. And Radharani, with her head bending downwards, started to shed tears. At that time, Purnamasi, <coughs> Jogamaya, came there. Purnamasi is an elderly lady who is actually the, the person, the Jogo, who is actually the Jogamaya. And she actually makes all the arrangements of Krishna's pastimes. Like in that respect, it has been pointed out that if Krishna's pastime is like a, like a play on the stage, then here of course Krishna is the hero, Radharani is the heroine, and there are some villains also. <laughs> and Jogomaya, Purnamasi, is the director. She is the director. She is not only the director, she is the casting director, huh? she is the managing director. 
Shiv makes all the arrangements. Anyway, so Purnamasi came and she asked, what's happening? Why did you all gather here like this? And why my dear Radhika shedding, shedding tears like this? Then Jyotila started to explain, oh, I'm sorry, Kutila started to explain what happened. And Purnamasi started to laugh. And she became very upset. Such a serious matter and you were laughing. She said, don't you know? That last night there was a shower of flutes. <laughs> and there are flutes everywhere. Kutila, let's go to your bedroom. They walked into Kutila's bedroom and found three flutes on her bed. <laughs> Jyotila, let's go to your bedroom. There were six flutes on her <laughs> So although Radharani was saved from this embarrassing situation, but Radharani was feeling very, very sad that she was thinking that I can't give up my love for Krishna and this is how people are actually seeing me as the most unjust woman. So better I give up my life. <clears throat> So at that time, Krishna, who is the super soul of everyone, Krishna understood that. So and Krishna was on the lap of Mother Jashoda and he all of a sudden fainted. And fainted so badly that there was no sign of life. Mother Jashoda became so worried in acute anxiety, she cried out. And Nanda Maharaj came running, everybody came running and asked what happened, what happened? And she said, look Krishna, there is no sign of life in this world. <clears throat> and everybody saw that's the case, Krishna is unconscious, totally unconscious. And Mother Jashoda said, go please get a doctor. Then Nanda Maharaj ran out of the house. But as he come out, came out of the house, he saw one Vaik, Ayurvedic doctor, is coming. Now, in the Vedic culture, by the dress, you can make out the occupation of a person. So he said, Doctor, please come and see my son. He, he fainted. So he said, don't worry. I can even make a dead man alive. <laughs> So he came, he checked Krishna and said, yes, the condition is very, very serious. But anyway, I have the cure. What is the cure? For the cure, I need only some water from Jamuna. Oh, water from Jamuna? No problem. He said, no, no. This water has to be carried in a bucket with hundreds of holes in it. So he said, bucket with a hundred, how can anyone carry water in a bucket with hundreds of holes in it? Yes, it is impossible, but a chest woman, a real chest woman will be able to carry it in this bucket with hundreds of holes. So Mother Joshua said, okay, okay, I'll go and get it. He said, no, no, if the mother gets it, then it don't work. 
So, so different girls, different ladies, chess ladies, tried, but they all failed. So this ivory doctor was very worried. So nobody can carry this. It seems that in Vrindavan there is no chess to <laughs> Anyway, let me make some calculation and see if I can find it. So he made some astrological calculation. He said, yes, there are two very chaste ladies in Vrindavan. Who are they? Jyotila and Kutila. <laughs> so he said, okay. So they went and appealed to Jyotila and Kutila. You know, this, this is what happened. And the astrologer, this Ayurvedic doctor said that it has to be carried by some chess women and you are the chess women in So Jyotila and Kutila were very happy. Yes, this one, this doctor must be real good. <laughs> he really knows who is real chess women. So together they walked into the house of Nanda Maharaj and they picked up the bucket. Kutila said, Mother, why should you take that trouble? You are old, I will catch it. So she took the bucket, very proudly walked into the river, dipped the bucket, and, but as, as soon as she pulled it out, all the water. Jyotila was really upset. You are a disgrace to our family. <laughs> you drown yourself in Jyotila. <laughs> Now she very proudly picked up the bucket and walked into jail. As if now she is going to show the world <laughs> who is a real chaste <clears throat> as, as soon as she pulled out the bucket, all the water came. So the Ayurvedic doctor is in a big trouble. Sitting in and there is no chaste. What to do? How am I going to? cure this little boy. Okay, let me make some more calculation. So he made some more calculation and said, I found another name. Who? Radhika. Jyotila and Kutila started laughing. <laughs> Radhika, chess. Give us a break. <laughs> Mother Jashoda didn't pay me heed. She just ran to Radhika. Said, Radhe, you have to. And Radharani said, please, you know, the whole Vrindavan knows that I am, so I am conscious. Mother Jashoda said, look, it is a matter of Krishna's life. So please. So then, Radharani came with her head bending down, with shaking hands and trembling feet. She picked up the bucket, walked up to the river, and as she dipped the water and pulled the bucket, not a single drop. Bucket. The doctor took some water on his palm 
he chanted some mantra and sprinkled the water on Krishna's body and Krishna came back. So this is how it was proven that Srimati Radharani is the most chaste of all. And what is the ultimate chastity? The ultimate chastity is to be surrendered to Krishna. Ultimate chastity is to be completely offered to Krishna. Completely offer oneself to Krishna. Now you can well imagine who the doctor was. <laughs> The doctor was Krishna himself. <laughs> he expected. So in order to prove uh, Radharani's ultimate uh, glory, uh, in this way Krishna performed his pastimes. So Krishna performs his pastimes. These are his pastimes. He is the supreme proprietor and he is the supreme enjoyer. And in this way Krishna enjoys and everybody also enjoys with Krishna by being in the heart of his Radharani ki jai Maharani ki